0: Hey everybody, it's Marcus Allen. It is Thursday, July twenty eighth, at ten oh seven. Yes, ten oh seven in the PM. I'm still having problems with this audio system on my and and uh, so frustrating. So I finally got it up and running using another software. Make a long story short, we're up and running. And the good news is, uh, it's me and it's Joe Pepper from somewhere. Somewhere in New Jersey. Joe, hopefully near a beach. No. No? No. Uh, and you might have noticed that it's just – I mean, about
1: an hour away from any beach.
0: Oh, that's that stinks. Well, you're closer than I am. I'm about two and a half hours away. So, yeah, normally on Thursday nights we do the super show over with a simulcast at Fakeologist with Tim and – Diego and Frank, the salt guy. However, that experiment has ended. And, man, I'm trying to figure out where to go with this. Uh, I think what I should do, Joe, and by the way, the reason we're on at 10 o'clock is because Joe and I have been discussing what has happened, uh, is I should read to you what I wrote to Tim. Uh, Let me just read it. It says, yo, Tim, this is the last time I skipped the fluff with you. I decided it's best that I pass the baton back to you and remove myself from the super show. It's clear that I'm not resonating with your audience. I'm triggering too many people with my blunt thoughts, which I'm unwilling to change. And it has to be affecting your audience in a bad way. If I was a typical listener, I'd be confused and turned off by all the drama. And that's not helping the cause of waking people up. This isn't a decision I'm taking lightly. I've spoken to a lot of people about this since Thursday night, and it's unanimous. Everyone agrees I should go with my gut on this. I hope you continue to host the Super Show each Thursday. Maybe you can convince Uncle Todd to take my spot. I think he'd make an excellent replacement. Sign me, and then I said, P.S., feel free to pass this on to anyone who asks about my whereabouts. And um, this is a really difficult time for me to give some background if you're new to me i've done this three or four times with tim a fakeologist and you know i would come on the drama would start up over the the most mundane stuff in fact joe have you ever heard of the me leaving in the past or are you pretty new to me when it comes to that kind of stuff
1: no, I, I, I'm aware that there are some periods that you've spent away from calls with Tim. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's always over the same thing. It's it's drama. like yeah, I just bring out the people out of the woodworks. And the, la- and the latest drama... And uh, let's see if this is working. Maybe I should show it. I don't know if I can show it. Hold on. Let me get a telegram. The latest drama is that back in 2007, I was on the Paula Gloria show. Let me give some – that's a cool story I don't think I've ever told. Actually, I have told it, but I don't think people remember. Back – I was like one of the first people looking into 9-11 in a really aggressive way. I couldn't believe that people thought it was real what happened, that people really thought that planes crashed into buildings and people jumped from the towers and uh, and the Pentagon was ridiculous. The video of that and there was the coroner in Shanksville, 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 did numerous uh, interviews saying that he didn't see a drop of blood, didn't see any any body parts, any luggage, no nothing. And then of course that got quickly swept under the rug. The whole thing stunk from beginning to end. And I was a very frustrated young adult at that time, and I was frustrated, quite frankly, with my wife. I'm very transparent about this. She doesn't like when I talk about it. And she was more interested in going to Disney World than about getting to the truth about life. Does is this story ring a bell at all, Joe?
1: Um, You mean that, that came out on a show of yours?
0: Yeah. And the fact that I said to my wife, uh, if you go to Disney World, then I'm going to start doing truth talks on shows. That's basically where I'm getting at. I don't think no, so. I, I don't think I'm I've done no. that, that. show. So I saw this woman on YouTube talking about how 9-11 was fake. Her name was Paula Gloria. And make a long story, tolerable as Todd likes to say, um, I wound up on her show. And what's interesting is her partner... I guess she was a lesbian uh, her name was molly cheshire this is all coming back to me as i'm thinking this through molly w- was an heiress of the corona typewriter company maybe not corona some typewriter fortune and she lived in westchester pennsylvania which at that time i moved to lancaster so i used to live in westchester pennsylvania Anyway, we we both had memberships at Longwood Gardens, which we still have. And I'm like, hey, let's – before we do the show, let's meet at Longwood Gardens because I heard Paula Gloria was going there. It didn't work out. But I wound up being on Paula Gloria's show, I think on at least two appearances, maybe three. And on the first show, I talked about how there were no planes. No one got hurt. No one died because it was all cordoned off. I actually interviewed um, – now, at that time, I – didn't interview that person yet, but I, my, my feeling was that nothing happened. I just knew there was a drill. There was a, several emergency drills on 9-11 in the New York Times. In fact, let me take notes here. Sammy Beiglinson was quoted to say that on 9-11, there were drills going on at the exact same time, emergency drills. And anytime you hear about these emergency drills, they always, court, they always, they're always happening at the same time that these fake events happen. And that really got my eye. Hold on, I gotta put in an entry. Today is July. I'm really scattered on this call, Joe. I apologize. And of course, my computer is acting slow. Okay, today is 7 28, 2022. And if you're listening to the podcast of this, let's call this something like This Is Why I Hate Drama. So yeah, I'll have a Sammy Big listen. Yeah. So I was on the Paula Gloria Show and I talked about this and I thought it went well. And again, I went on the Paula Gloria Show because I said to my wife, if you go to Disney World... Because I was vehemently against Disney, just a horrible company. said, if you do that, I'm going to do something crazy. And that crazy thing was to finally do these shows, which I'm doing right now, to do it with someone else. And that's what started – that's what kicked things off. make long story short again, there is a woman named Rosalie Grable, uh, Grable I think. She went by the moniker The Web Fairy. And she came on Paul Gloria's show, and I was on it too. And she was trying to de- debunk me, saying that there was real people who died on 9-11. And the proof was with this Edna Centron character. She was waving in the window. It was real. Pe- 200 people jumped to their death. Joe, were you the one who told me that, that 200 people jumped? I think it was you, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that's what's documented, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right. Yeah, so fast forward to what was the boogeyman stuff a couple weeks ago, Joe?
1: I'm sorry? Say it again?
0: When did the whole boogeyman controversy kick in? This is really inside baseball stuff. Yeah. That wasn't last week. Was it last week?
1: Within the past week and a half, I would say.
0: Okay. Okay. So this guy has been up my ass for years, saying I'm a liar, I don't know anything, why does anyone listen to me? And his latest rant against me was that not everything is fake on 9-11. There was real footage mixed in with fake stuff on 9-11 and that there's proof that the people who jumped from the towers were real. So on my screen right now, I'm going to go to uh, the dark side papers, let's see, dark, dark side papers chat, and I'm going to search for jumper, um, here we go, found it. Okay, and what I'm going to show you, if I can find it, if I can't find it, I'll link to it in the companion notes. I will show you a video of the alleged jumper, and when you take a still frame of that jumper with the background of the tower behind, you will see that the jumper is three times the size, of course I can't find it. Three times the size of the window. Now, Joe, last time I spoke to you privately, you told me some interesting things about the windows. Maybe you can talk about that while I'm looking for this video.
1: Yeah, well, um, if I'm remembering the conversation correctly, I was telling you how I was actually... Inside the world trade center on an interview back in 99. And I've seen those windows, uh, from inside somebody's office and those windows are really small. If someone was going to go through them, first of all, they're, they're kind of thick also. Yep. And they're very small. And, and if they're actually uncovered because not all of them are you know um how shall i say not all of them are uncovered some of them have other like walls and other things covering them Mm -hmm. so some of them from inside from inside one of the offices i could i noticed and, and these were these offices were high up there were whole floors that i mean normally that happens when you go to a a large office building. Uh, not every elevator will take you to every floor. Right. Correct. Right. So I went straight up. I, I to tell you the truth, I can't remember what floor I was on, but I'm pretty sure it was in the 90s. Um, wherever Fidelity Trust uh, supposedly was back at that time. Mm-hmm. So now. The, the, the windows were really small and there were whole floors that I, that I just passed on the way up there. So who knows if there was anything on those floors at all, to be honest. And, and I can't imagine anyone actually even being able to break these windows with anything in order to jump. So what I was saying to you is if they're saying that they are jumping from that point of impact, supposedly, you know, created by an airplane, I, you know, perhaps that would make sense to somebody, but it wouldn't make sense to me because if a plane just flew in there, then where would the floor be at that time? Mm-hmm. And and what would be on the floor? How would this person be standing at this point of impact, even e- even if it wasn't a plane? And, and... Which you know, me from my vantage point, my viewpoint, uh, I I just saw an explosion. So I I can't say I saw the the hole uh, on any side necessarily, but I did see uh, the orange explosion, and I was looking at smoke coming out of the 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 first tower. So. If, if there was something that they can get next to that hole and jump through it, then I suppose that that might have been possible, but I, I don't think so. Okay. And I'm, um, I'm actually sending you the link about the 200 jumpers and that's from an article in the Daily Mail.
0: Okay. Great. Taking notes. By the way, for, for those who don't know, you were there – in fact, you're the only person besides – I don't know if Dante was actually there. I know he lived in New York and I forget if he if he was there. But you are definitely the only person I know who was there that talks to me on a semi-regular basis now on 9-11. Right. You saw it.
1: Well, I like I said, I I didn't see a, an airplane right. for the longest time. I tried to convince myself that there was there must have been an airplane that made a U-turn or something and came in from a side that I couldn't see uh because of course not all sides of the buildings were visible to me and actually the north tower is blocking the south tower
0: mm. from your vantage um, point
1: from my vantage point slightly in Weehawk. So I do know that I was looking at the towers, the smoke was coming out of the North tower and the, the South tower, which is slightly offset, um, but still, you know, covered by the North tower was where I, I, I saw the explosion. Mm -hmm. and I literally did not know what I was looking at. I was in shock. I, of course, never had seen anything like that before, and I remember there was someone ahead of me, someone that I knew, and they saw exactly what I saw. We were out there at exactly the same time. He ran past me to go into the building where we worked, And all he could say was, we've been attacked. We've been attacked. Mm -hmm. But I know that he didn't see anything more than I did from our view. He may have been ahead of me a few feet, but not, you know, there would have been no difference in what he saw. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And as far as going back to the windows, I don't understand how, any you would have to pick up something very heavy and break the the window with it i I don't see and that wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been something that you could still jump out of so uh I do remember and again this is hearsay it's not evidence or anything like that there there was a friend of mine who was working in the towers mm-hmm And he came to work, he came to work late that day. And this is some, somebody told me that this is what happened to him. He came to work late that day, but he was actually from the street watching the whole thing, but he wasn't allowed anywhere near the towers. So at some point there were street closings going on. And it wasn't just so much that he was late, but that he wasn't allowed past a certain point.
0: Okay. So now that's four. That's f- I've had three up until that very moment. I did not know you had that story. So I've talked to mm-hmm. three people personally who have told me the same thing, that they weren't allowed to go to work that day. I had a woman right. two weeks before I launched TruthIn7Minutes.com, which is no longer online because all my, all my stuff was deleted by – some military installation in Tampa Florida two weeks before I launched that site this woman's family told me that she wasn't allowed to go to work and then I know two I know a pilot for US scare I always always joke with Len it was US air I always called it US scare he wasn't allowed to go and there was another person so now you're that's the fourth time I've heard that and that makes all the sense I've
1: got one more yeah go ahead. it does
0: you got, got one more one
1: anecdote yep one more that I haven't mentioned before. Okay, um, I know somebody. Uh, I'm not going to say who. It, it, it's sort of in my family. It's on my wife's side. Okay, and when when we first saw everything on TV and we, you know, we started relating everything to our family members. Like, you know, where were you and all of that? This is somebody that I would see on a regular basis, and I had no idea that her claim was that she worked at the restaurant at the top of the towers. And for some reason, I, I have a feeling that because I've never heard that she ever worked there before that day that we spoke, which was a few days after nine eleven. that she says that she worked there. And why hadn't I, I, I never had heard that she worked there before. And I know that her husband also was in maintenance, cleaning of buildings. But again, I did not know that he supposedly worked there so this is their claim that they worked there the husband was there um on a particular uh, on that day um, on a on a particular like basement floor with his brother and they were trying to get out in time and they and of course they finally got out in time um. But be, what I'm saying is before this conversation, I did not know that either one of them worked there. Or so their claim was something that I had never heard before. So it wasn't something like, oh, well, you work there. You should know what happened that day. That, that was, that's not how the conversation came up. The conversation was, Oh, I worked there. You know, and and I was this—I was shocked by that. But at the moment, I never said anything. I just assumed that she worked there. Just like for the longest time, I, I've always said that. Okay, if I'm seeing this on TV, I, you know, I know it doesn't match with what I saw in real life, but. I'm going to go with it because I have nothing else. And, and I, I, I didn't question her until afterwards and I can't really talk about it with her. Um, because she gets very emotional about it, but she'll literally tell me first names of people that she believes died. Um, and, and I, My gut feeling is that she was paid Mm. to say those things. Yeah. And my gut feeling is that her husband was paid to say the things that he said. And and I'll tell you another thing. I was, I, I had my VCR set up in a way that I could record, you know, the news. On TV whatever was coming in so I made about four tapes between the you know the day everything started and and maybe I don't know maybe the next four days I just kept taping whatever I could tape on on these uh, VCR tapes right the VHS and and I think you could tape up to like eight hours on some of these. And I filled them all up and I had four of them. I remember giving him all four and only getting back two. And he just said that he lost them. And I was a little upset about that, but I've had my run-ins with him before. And I wasn't, you know, I, I did not feel like getting into it with him. But it was like, why did he have, uh, you know, a reason to take them from me? And that bothered me. Um, I I gave it to him thinking, oh, he just wanted to see them. But again, my gut feeling is that someone, someone wanted He knew that someone wanted to see those. Hmm. And again, these are gut feelings. There's no evidence here. Um, I'm not not claiming to know anything. These are my gut feelings, and these are things that happened to me. You know, you could say whatever you want from here. I I understand that it's, you know, it may sound far-fetched, and I never brought any of this up, and that's fine. If that's how you want to take it, am I coming in okay?
0: My mic sound great, sound fantastic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just listening. I'm you so know, it, it's and it's a, and the, you're getting you're going to get the same. I guarantee you. People listening to this this boogeyman character is probably going to jump all over you for what you just said. That you have no proof that it's the person is paid, which is true. You're going off, and your, that's what
1: I said. then. yeah,
0: and you're going off your gut. Yeah, and you've seen what has happened by listening to the shows we've done in the past, where there's all kinds of shenanigans that goes on. I know you can't see this, but I did post um, a link into the chat so you can watch it on your own. Um, here is the video of the person jumping. It's going to open up into a YouTube video, and I'll turn the volume lower. I love how they say the following content has been identified by the YouTube community as inappropriate or offensive to some audience. That's funny how something that's fake is inappropriate or offensive. But here we go. If it lets me play it. I I got to double, double confirm that I wish to proceed. And next time I'm going to use my more powerful computer. I don't know why I use my laptop on this. Here we go. So this is from NIST. NIST is the official government agency that whitewashed the entire 9-11 operation. So this is immediately suspicious. It says, Kevin Segala captured video of a man – let me back up – of a man waving his coat while hanging out of a window on the east side of the WTC2. Now, I'm just going to turn the volume off because it just adds to the scariness of it. I am certain that the video you're watching is real. Certain of it. It looks very realistic. I'm a video guy. I'm a graphic designer. I can I can smell when something looks fake. This looks as real as it gets. The problem is software can make something called augmented reality, AR, and can put a layer on top of a real video. In fact, that's what the metaverse is all about or VR. That's when you wear the headset. They can easily put CGI stuff on top and I think that's what we're seeing here and I'm going to prove it. So let me let me continue. Okay, so here it is. There's the burning building. For those listening on the podcast, describing the video I'm seeing. Again, I will have. Uh, in fact, I'll copy this right here and post it into my notes. And a jumper video. Okay. So now they're highlighting the person, and it clearly looks somewhat like a person. I'm at the 35-second mark. And then it says, Jack, blah, 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 captured video of the same man from hundreds of feet below him. So the argument is there's three different angles. Well, that's very easy to do with CGI. You can absolutely make oh, – for example, on 9-11, Flight 175 had multiple angles and we all know that's fake. Or hopefully you know that's fake. Uh, hey, Go ahead, Jeff. Mark. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, are you hearing yourself okay? Does it look like you're recording fine? because from from here just listening to you on my headphones, it sounds like you're coming in and out and they're actually it's getting choppy.
0: I'm sure that's uh here let me see I'm
1: hoping that it's just on my side.
0: It's probably just on your side
1: okay all right
0: okay, here we go. but he slipped and fell. So now I'm at the 1 minute and 27 mark, and you're going to see what looks like a person slip and fall. And then I'm going to show you the fakery. And again, to untrained eyes, this is going to look really scary and real. Look, falling the hallway down, okay, falling and falling. Okay, let's back the tape up. Joe, question for you. Do, mm-hmm. What Do you have Um, like a DSLR camera or a professional camera? Or when you use a camera, is it your phone? What kind of camera equipment do you have?
1: Um, right now, I mean, I have, yeah, I have 35 millimeter cameras and I have, I think, a 12 megapixel. Maybe it's not even that much, maybe eight megapixel. Uh, digital camera.
0: Okay, good. If
1: and and it's pretty old model.
0: That's fine. With either camera, if you were to, if you were at the beach, and a bird, you were filming a bird taking off and flying around you. Do you think it's possible, no matter how good a photographer you are, to be able to center the bird in frame the entire time?
1: no absolutely not I, I, I studied photography mm. and no I, I could not do that
0: okay so I know you can't see this right now unless you click on the YouTube on your own but if you well, I'm going to play it I'm going to hit play and if you notice whoever caught this centered the man falling the entire time that is impossible I agree impossible And again, they're going to show different angles. Now, back to Omar's Telegram chat. I'm going to zoom down to a snapshot of that falling man, if I can find it again. Do you see
1: the snapshot in the link of the 200 jumpers that I sent you?
0: No. Should I take a look at that?
1: Yeah, take a look at that and tell me if that is the same jumper.
0: Okay, I'm opening it.
1: Because to me the two hundred jump to me, just by saying two hundred jumpers, that bothers the hell out of me. I don't I don't see how I don't I don't see how this could have been.
0: Okay, and we're back. So we just had a seven minute outage as soon as we start it this happens to me all the time. Everyone thinks I'm just making this up. Every time I show burning, uh, it just evidence that will just destroy the official story my computer gets what messed with. Okay. So let me show you. So here's the link, and it won't let me open it. So I had to open my Brave browser, and it finally is allowing me to open it. And Joe, you were asking me if this is the same picture. I don't think it is the same picture, but let's take right. a look. Right, let's take a look. So, if I go back to Telegram, so I was forced to, uh, let's see. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start right now. We're at
1: 40.05. So, I may have been speaking, and I guess on your side, I was not recording.
0: Uh, to, you mean
1: just recently? When, yeah, just now. When when you got disconnected, I was in the middle of talking about how the fact that the article says two hundred jumpers. Yep. Uh, that I thought I thought that that's what made it unbelievable to me. Right. That's what.
0: And that's just so you know, i I've, into, I've had I was forced to edit this because. Just coincidentally, for, for nine minutes, anytime we start talking about stuff that disproves the government story, we get disconnected. I'll just call that a coincidence. So yes, you asked me to take a look at this. It won't come up. It still won't come up for me. I had to open in a new browser and this jumper I don't think is the same, but let's take a look. I'm going to go into here and I'm going to post the Telegram link to the picture. allow here we go if it'll <laughs> it it won't let me okay here we go I, I guess I have to click this Do 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 oh man allow Okay, it's coming up slow. So I'm I'm probably gonna like just put an end to this because it's killing the processing and I'll just get to the point. Okay, here we go. When I click on this picture, and Joe, you're not gonna be able to see us until you watch the replay. Here's the window. The window right here, these are the windows, these, these dark spots. And everything is compressed. Like this isn't what the World Trade Center stuff looked like. It was much wider. But this video is compressed. Whatever. Maybe it's perspective, different angle, fine. But this is a, represents the seven-foot window. The windows in the World Trade Center towers were seven feet high. But look at this. This man is three times bigger than the windows. There's your smoking gun proof that this is a fake. This is augmented reality. That is, CGI is overlaid onto, onto probably real video. And this is a big problem. So anyway, that's what this is all about. If you go to fakeologist.com and go to the blog section, you'll see. Let me close all this up so I can reduce all the uh, pressure on the computer here. Yeah, so if you go to fakeologist.com and you go to the blog, this Mark Chase, quote-unquote, boogeyman person is just going abs- – he's just absolutely shitstorming the entire blog. And that's the problem that I have. And Joe, we were talking about this before we recorded this. I think you asked me, you know, what – if you if I can wave – ma- how did you ask that question? Like what would I do? What would I recommend? To, what would, You asked the perfect question. Do you remember what it was? About this whole scenario,
1: Um, I asked you specifically, what would in an ideal situation,
0: right, right? That's what you said. How
1: would you want this this caller this this caller to AB show? How would you want this handled?
0: Right, with with Tim, you know, by AB
1: or by anyone else,
0: right? And for those who don't know, AB is is the is uh, the avatar name for Tim. Tim goes by the name Aborado. And uh, that was an excellent question, and I said it's not a good answer. Tim's not going to want to hear this, but um, the problem that I have with Tim's site is that he loves freedom. And that's going to sound like I don't love freedom. Freedom is my number one want in life. However, you cannot have freedom unless everyone is sane, and logical and not emotional. So what I mean by that is Tim has several different things going on. He has a blog. He has a forum. He has reference materials. And the big thing that he has, I believe, the most valuable part, is he has a video channel. So it's an alternative to YouTube. It's fantastic. He curates lots of stuff. He grabs stuff from YouTube before it gets deleted and he posts it on his his site it's called Tube. I'll post a link directly to it, Facotube. And it's great. And, and he also does these chats, these audio chats. Sometimes they're shows. Sometimes they're everyday people who call in and just create their own little show. And what Tim does is he tends to take all the shows and he swings those private shows that almost no one is listening to and he puts it on his main blog where lots of people listen to it. Sometimes thousands of people listen to listen to it. And that's the problem right here. And, you know, it's Tim's house and it's Tim's rules. It's like if someone came to my – if I was holding a party at my house and someone came in and asked if I mind if they smoked in my house, I'd be like, no, you can't smoke in my house. Those are my rules. So Tim loves freedom. He also loves – and this is not something that he says privately. He says this publicly. He thinks that controversy gets more eyeballs to his site. He believes bad publicity is just as good as good publicity. And I tend to disagree with both both of those thoughts. And that's why I don't think there's any turning this around. And that's why I sent that letter to Tim because – I don't think it's going to work out. There's just too much opportunity for drama when there's freedom. Now, on my website at escapethenewnormal.com, I have no chance of this happening. I handpick the people I speak to, like Joe. Uh, I start off with 100% trust on people, and then it goes down if people give me a reason not to trust them. If they start in with... Uh, Ad hominem personal attacks, whammo jamma. My, My trust level goes way down. And if it goes down too far, then that's it. I'm done. I put a quick end to it. Omar at dark side chat on Telegram. He has a very short threshold for nonsense. In fact, if you go there, again, I'll post a link to it, dark side chats. If you go there and lurk, you're fine. But if you go there, join so that you add comments to the things that we talk about there. I'm there a lot. He's going to give you one opportunity to prove that you're a real person. He's like, hey, how'd you how did you find out about us? By the way, if he asks you that because of my recommendation, just mention my name, Marcus Allen. And if he hears Marcus Allen, he's like, hey, welcome aboard, and he's really cool with you until you start getting into emotional, distracting conversations, and that's when he puts a quick end to it. So if you were to ask me that question in in a long uh, about way about it, that's what I would do. I'd have if I was going to have comments and chats and open audios, I would have a little bit more control over what gets seen by the majority because right now, my it's always when my mom or my wife do something. When my mom go to FakeOtube or fakeologist. And feel good about it. Now, if my mom or my wife went to Fakotube, the video site, they would feel very good about that. Why? Even though comments are open, almost no one comments. I've no, in fact, I don't think I've seen more than one comment ever in my time at Fakotube, the video platform. But on the blog, completely different story. It can be an absolute shit shit show. Just embarrassing, because again. People get very emotional and they don't get they don't stay logical and there's personal attacks and mud fling in and it's it's bad news. What, what do you think, Joe?
1: Yeah, well that's that's the ideal situation for your show, uh, the way that you would handle it. I I think that that makes perfect sense also. Um I personally think that, like you said, he can handle it any way he wants. Yeah. uh, Over at, over at Tim's site. But that may not, you know, that may not necessarily ring for you on your side. And I get that. I understand that. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel too great about Listening to 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 what uh, Boogeyman had to say, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, it's hard to listen to first of all because he's just screaming, and he's atta- mm-hmm. and he's attacking.
1: Yeah. I have a good example of sure. this, and it's not just Boogeyman. Okay. Because Boogeyman was quiet that day, but I listened to a another. Chat audio on Tim's, um, uh, on Tim's, you know, audio chats, and there was a Graphene and another guy named Wild Times, I believe, and they were both. Graphene was literally yelling at Linda Curtis mm. for her to shut up, mm-hmm. literally telling her. No one wants to hear what you have to say. Hmm. Why don't you just get out? Why don't you just leave?
0: Yeah.
1: Until finally she left. I would have left too. I probably would have left sooner. Yeah. Because um, it doesn't make any sense to talk to anybody like that. Um, it's just a waste of both both people's time. Uh, you know, both parties' time. Um, Boogeyman was also on that call and he agreed with everything that went on there although he didn't i mean he he did talk a little bit but he agreed with with everything that uh graphene had to say and i think that that was wrong i think that linda has a lot of good content to add mm-hmm. and she wasn't allowed a word in edgewise yep. that day yep and i think anybody who who would like to hear that call again you know, to, to understand what I'm saying, it's a rather long call. I think it's like six hours. Um, but I, he does talk about boogeyman does mention you a lot there. And I, I think you might have heard that part, but if you didn't hear the Linda Curtis part, um, it was just terrible what, uh, graphene did on his side. And I wrote to Ab about that and I said, I said, tell Graphene and Wild Times that Linda Curtis is a fake, you know, a fakeologist of the highest level, Mm -hmm. that she's not to be spoken to like that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And his reply at the time was that he hadn't heard the audio. So I don't know if he went back to listen to it.
0: Yeah. And for those, again, who are new to this, Tim came up with a word called fakeologist, which basically is a... Uh, I'm not really th- – he, he's never ever tried to say that I was a fakeologist because he probably knows how I feel about that. That's that's almost like a cult <laughs> identification. Like you're part of a group. And that's why I don't like it. But basically it means that you're someone who studies the art of fake – I don't even know how to explain it. Fake media? Media fakery?
1: Is that media a good- – Media fakery?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think
1: so. Yeah. I, I think it's – we're not we're not the only ones, but there are some things that we believe that the media faked that other people who cover media fakery won't go so far as to mention.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely goes deep. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so then you know what's the punchline here? The punchline is uh, I'm still going to listen. I'm addicted to the 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 stuff that Tim posts. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I admit it. Um, will I still recommend Tim's site? Some of the site. I will absolutely recommend virtually everything that's posted to the video site. Again, because there's no drama there. Again, because there's really no comments there. But will I recommend, like I used to, his blog? Absolutely not. Right now, you know, unless there are drastic changes, and again, it's his house, his rules. And he has to make that decision. It is not for me to make that decision, and I'm not going to even recommend what to do. Clearly, he knows how I feel about it. Uh, but who am I? And uh, no, I will not be recommending his blog because it's 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 unviewable. With all the I mean, there was like I I went back there before we did this call to see how many comments there were with this boogeyman. It was like seventy comments, and the N word was dropped and. All sorts of attacks and personal attacks. It was it was embarrassing. And again, I know Tim's going to keep I, it up. I haven't. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you That's off. That's okay. Go ahead. No, um, I haven't. I haven't viewed the uh, comments in particular. Um. Were Were they actually calling your name? Call, calling you names in, in the? In the comments,
0: um, if if it wasn't, it, it didn't bother me. It wasn't big time, but like there were there were people both on the Telegram because he he started doing, he came to the Telegram, which makes no sense to me at all. Why would Tim direct Boogeyman to where I'm at again if he's trying to mend? He wanted me to you know, without getting into personal emails, Tim you know was like, please reconsider, take some time off. We'll we'll cut down on the drama. Then he sends Boogeyman over to where I hang out at Darkside Chat. And when I asked him about that, he's like, "Well, I wanted Boogeyman to get schooled on on what's going on." I'm like, "Really? This that that one picture I just showed ten minutes ago shows exactly how the jumper pick is fake. That's all you needed to show is that picture. You didn't need to send him over." And then he, so Boogeyman got quickly banned by Omar, and Omar doesn't know about this drama. And, you know, like I said, Omar is very quick to ban if there's any shenanigans because he wants to keep the drama out. So to answer your question, no, I don't think there was a a lot of personal attacks of me per se. But there were a lot of – from what I saw, there was a lot of personal attacks against other viewers of the site. It was really sad and embarrassing actually. And again, if my mom goes to the site and sees that, she's never coming back. So why would I recommend that? I mean, I'm going to look like a fool recommending that. So no, I'll just send my mom to my website. I don't have to actually worry about that. My mom hasn't spoken to me in 10 years. She don't go to any of my websites. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, again, uh, I always look at this as uh, you know, a chapter in the book. It was a cool experiment to have the super show and have all the guys on it and trade ideas, and it was fun. I had the best time ever. I got to laugh with a bunch of people. It was great. Uh, But now we're going to have to turn the page and go to the next chapter. For me, I'm going to keep doing what I do and do these shows and do these one-minute little mini documentaries that I do about my real truth about life, and I hope people stay with me. If you're listening to someone who may have passed this audio on to you to find out all the shows that I've done, just go to EscapethenewNormal.com. That's EscapethenewNormal.com and click on the Marcus Allen Show and you can get a listing of all the shows I've done in the past. Joe Pepper, it is 11.05, getting close to my bedtime. Is there any other topic you want to talk about before we roll?
1: I wanted to add one more thing before you did the the plug for the show sure um so you might want to do it again but my point the point I wanted to add is if he if boogeyman had come out and said the same things that he said about you to northern Tracy or about northern Tracy how how would Tim react? Don't know yet. And I think that that's a valid question.
0: Then I would ask that, Tim. I'm sure he's going to listen to this and maybe he can do a reply. I I can't speak for Tim. I'm going to assume. Because
1: I, I would be very hurt. I would be very hurt if somebody like Boogeyman or Boogeyman himself came out saying that Northern Tracy is a jerk and that she's full of shit. And that, you know, she's a shill or why would anyone listen to her or what, whatever we want to attribute that, you know, he's been saying, I I would be hurt listening to that because I really like respect her as, as somebody who comes on the show and commands a certain amount of attention. And, I, you know, I admire her. I I believe in what she's saying. Um, I've been on her website. She, you know, again, she's someone that I think everyone on the show holds in, in high regard. Everyone who follows the show would, would have a a certain, a certain amount of, I guess, you know, sentimentality, you know, to, to this person, Northern Tracy. And if he were to do that, and if if Ab didn't step up and say, hey, you know, I really don't want you to do this. I, I, I'm I'm stopping you right here. You can do anybody you want, but you can't do this. You know what I'm saying? And
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I, have, I, I, I think, I think have...
1: that that would be something. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think I have, uh, and, and I think I could speak for Tim on this, and I think he would agree with me. You know, there's someone like me who doesn't give a shit what people think about me. And I put myself out there. Hold on, let me let my wife know that it's cool that she's leaving. You know, I don't give a shit what people think about me and I put myself out there and I have no problem kind of getting people to think, stir the pot a slight bit just to get people to think. So, you know, Tim knows I'm a big boy and I can handle myself and I'm sure that he's going to let what happens happen with me. At the same time, I I don't know too much about Northern Tracy. I've heard her a couple of times. I'm guessing she doesn't stir the pot. I'm guessing she's pretty respectable and comes off as probably proper and probably doesn't have a lot of hate. And I'm sure if the same thing happened to Boogeyman, Tim would step in and be a little bit more aggressive about it than with me. And I completely understand that. Same with John LeBond. If someone went after John LeBond, Tim would sit back and think it's just funny as hell. Mm. And again, I probably would sort of feel the same way, but this is like another level attack. This is, you know, beyond, you know, jokey jokey, Mark's a shill. This is this is like pure venom going on there again if you dare to want to go to the blogs and look at the comment i mean it's really intense it's really intense so to answer your question i think you know it's like your grandmother you know do you do you treat your grandmother different than your wife of course you do and anyone who says they treat their grandmother the same as their mom i think is probably kidding themselves of course they do why because it's grandma you just do do you agree with that absolutely Damn. so it would
1: absolutely I wouldn't
0: be mad if Tim said that he would treat her different I wouldn't be mad. I would totally get it
1: yeah. um I also want to say that I was speaking to somebody who I originally sent like one of the first shows that I was on the super show yeah i I sent it to somebody and what I did is I sent them a link, a link to the TuneIn Radio app. Okay. So, which means if they went, if they went back to that after the show, or any time after the show, uh, two days later, let's say, they would basically hear whatever streaming at that point, and not necessarily the show that we had.
0: Oh, I um, see. You mean on Tim, for, because of and, Tim, from Tim's site.
1: From Tim's site, yeah.
0: Tim has this thing where so if, they it's, would if it's a live if it's a live show, you would hear the live show, and as soon as the show is over, it'll kick into a a, re- a previously recorded show. Correct. Mm-hmm.
1: So the person I sent it to, I asked them if they had listened to the show. They said they connected at some other time, and that they were probably listening to something else, and they were turned off at some. I don't, I don't know specifically who it was or what the topic was, but they were turned off at an argument between two people who weren't listening to each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: and were basically just arguing about the topic. Yeah. But again, it, it, I don't have a specific, uh, name of anybody that was on that show that they listened to. Um, but they were kind of turned off by that. So somebody who is not inside baseball. Like if I turn on the show and I'm listening to somebody, I've probably heard them before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If I turn on that, that stream. Yep. I've probably heard them before. Yep. Um, except for Boogeyman, cause I didn't hear of him until, you know, the first time I heard of him, maybe less than two weeks ago.
0: Yeah. He's been around a long, many, many, many years.
1: Yeah, and he seems to be following nine eleven for a long time, which is I don't, which is why I don't understand why he's hooked on this jumper thing. Well, because yeah, that, that would be the last thing that I would be hooked on. Yeah. I, I just have to hear that you know. I, I just I don't I don't believe that there were any planes. I'm not saying that's easy. I think I've had this conversation with you before. If there were no planes, we have to subtract all of those debts that are counted, and even IPS said this about Boogeyman because Boogeyman was on IPS also.
0: Yeah, I heard that. I heard it didn't go too on well their either. Discord. It didn't go too well.
1: Yeah. So so it we are we're coming from a level of thinking about nine eleven. And a level of scrutiny that there are people, tons of people, haven't even scratched the surface of that. And and for for him to be on that same level and be hooked and and be caught by this this jumper thing, I, I just don't get it. I, I would have dismissed that jumper thing a long time ago. Just the fact that you know. Elton John owns the picture of that. Owns the rights to the picture of that. Yeah. I mean, who cares now? At that point, who cares? Because to me, that just reeks of, of fakery. So why why would I bother? Why would that hold me back?
0: Yeah. True.
1: Why would that point be, okay, this is a real picture that I'm looking at a real jumper. This person, you know, died on nine 11. No, I'm sorry. I don't believe that picture. And I'm not sorry. I'm just, I'm saying it as an expression, but I'm not, I'm not sorry.
0: No, there's two explanations for his thinking. Number one, uh, I even asked him as I was joking. I don't know if you heard this. I said, uh, I said, dude, how much how much weed you smoke today? Right, and he goes right. like a gram. So I mean, you know, so maybe it's the weed. Let's let's hope it is, <laughs> or right, he is influenced whether through payment or favor or he's part of the military to create a shit show. I have no proof of the only proof I have is what he said. He said he was on weed. So we know he was on weed. So again, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he's just acting crazy because of the plant. (laughs) I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. By the way, people always say, and you've asked me this, you know, who's controlled opposition? I had a list when I first started Truth in Seven Minutes. I had a huge list. It was easier just to write down who I didn't think was controlled opposition, which at the time was none, and I still kind of feel that way. And but I have no proof. The only proof I've had, and we, and we did a show maybe a month and a half ago. Maybe so I can dig it up again. Paid shill proof. Where I showed um it was a Jewish organization that paid by the word for for shilling stuff. Uh, but I have no I have no proof. I, I I have no proof of anyone. There's no one's going to. And by the way, I don't get a paycheck. I was like, "Oh, show me my paycheck." Then I'm controlled opposition. Well, you don't get a pay- first of all. You're lying about that. You get a direct deposit. You don't get a paycheck. And how do you prove that? It, <laughs> it's, it's it's impossible to prove. So I just you know again my my model on trust is I start at 100, percent. and then it goes down from there. And I've told you this. Last time we spoke privately and right now we spoke privately and then we just recorded this. My level of trust is still at 100% with you. You have not given me a single shred of something that would make me not trust you. And I love that. That's uh, you know a lot of people start at zero. You know, I I'm at zero, you had to prove to me that you're trustworthy. I go the opposite way and it's really done me well in life. But when you start ad hominem attacking people and just completely been out of shape about it. Like there's an issue there. Again, the issue could be they're purposely doing that to, to stir the pot or they really could be on too many plants. And I, I hope it's too many plants. Right. <laughs> Anything I else? We got to put an end to this show.
1: Yeah, I'm good. We're, we've been kind of long.
0: Oh, I don't think so because I'm going to take out just again, for the record, I'm going to take out the eight minutes of when I got like attacked I just watched it on my screen when we were talking about the jumpers. So we'll cut that part out. That was eight minutes and I guess it'll be a little bit over an hour, which is good. That's good. All right. So there it is. It is Thursday, July 28th. In summary, no hard feelings about the super show. I hope they continue the super show on their end. I will be listening every Friday when we go on our trips. Again, no hard feelings. Just It's not going to work out. Uh, all is good. I'm going to continue on my end doing things. If you want to see what I'm up to, go to EscapethenewNormal.com. Uh, it is Thursday, July 28th at 1118. And Joe, I wish you a wonderful Friday and I can't wait to talk to you again.
1: Same here. Thank you, Mark.
0: You got it.